0: Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team: veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani, And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: Excuse me, sorry about that. Bless you. Uh, God bless. Let me apologize right off the bat. I'm a little sick today, and well, uh, oh,
2: great. Now we're all going to get it in the studio. I
1: was told not to yeah, come into the studio when I'm sick, and I have uh, so expect all these guys to be sick next week. <laughs> Thank you. But I'll tell you why I'm here, because it's such a big show. I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want you guys to have all the fun without me. You know, when you were a little kid, you'd call in sick to school, and then when 3 o'clock came around and all the other kids were out playing, you were suddenly not sick anymore? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Not the situation today for me. I uh, want to play with you guys, but uh, I'm sick, and hopefully you won't get sick. I stress that you take your vitamin C and drink your fluids.
2: Well, it's like a field trip. You know, you, you said you were. You get up in the morning and you say you're sick, and then you realize there's a field trip that day, and then all of a sudden not you sick your mom, anymore. your not sick No, Mom, I'm not sick. I can go. I can do this. <laughs> I'm okay. I'll, I'll be it. fine today. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: anyway,
1: um, so this whole sickness thing brought up something in my mind. I had a big question about, you know, I get pretty close to my kitties. They sleep at night with me pretty mm-hmm. close. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always wondering, can they get the colds that humans yeah. have they get
2: any of those germs?
1: and so we're a lot
3: of them can pass them yeah i know that i i i i had an experience with um e coli with a dog not with me but with a client and um the dog passed an e coli virus on, onto their um, owner
1: wow oh my god Zoolosis. unwittingly yeah. yeah zoonosis uh so we'll ask dr debbie about that a little later on because i'm sure it's a question that uh other people are, are asking themselves especially right
2: especially during the flu season i'm sure
1: yeah uh, coming up on the show today, we're going to have Brian Barchek back. He's the uh, weird snake guy <laughs> who uh, I think he's been bit like 100,000 times. Not at least. And he has like 30,000 snakes at home. Wow. And uh, so he has a brand new TV show online, and we'll find out about that in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, our good friend Dr. Bernadine Cruz will be back. And let's see, the last time she was on, she was talking about the sex life of cats and dogs. What was
2: her book? The Secret Sex Lives. cats Cats and and dogs Dogs. very funny
1: book she has a brand new book this or excuse me a brand new what is this this is a tv show tv show called the secret life of cats yes they had to take the sex part out yeah
2: because nat
1: geo wouldn't pick it up otherwise (laughs) Uh, but you can be rest assured she'll be talking about the sex life of cats and dogs or cats at least dr bernardine cruz will be joining us in just a few minutes right here on animal radio tammy trujillo from the newsroom what are you working on today
4: have you ever lost your socks?
1: All the time. The socks
4: go missing. Yep. Just one.
1: <laughs> Just one. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Just one. Never You're lose right. two. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I know I I I don't think that your puppy dog there is going to be big enough to do this. But I got a story of a Great Dane, and he was responsible for at least forty-three missing socks. Ooh.
0: Ooh. And they
4: had to do an x ray to find them. This is, yeah, it's really serious. Only would 43 fit in a Great Dane. But I've got a great (laughs) story about a contest on x rays of weird stuff that vets have seen inside (laughs) animal stomachs. And this Great Dane, 43 of them, that is indeed a record.
1: Well, that's where socks
0: go. Good exactly.
3: I have four dogs, and I'm always missing a lot of Uh-oh. socks. So my dogs are small, so you figure I can get about five in each. Um, so there's 20, there's 20 socks. Right there. right
4: there. We've solved the age-old mystery. Where do socks go? They go into your dogs.
1: <laughs> well, that's all coming up with Tammy Trujillo in just a couple of minutes. Joey Volani, the dog father, what do you got for us today? You know, we're going to be talking about
3: sap sap we're going to be yep yeah, we're going to be talking about sap and and how it affects um
1: your your pet when it gets
3: in their coat and how to get rid of it ooh tree sap
1: Yeah, that must be hard to get out. I'm thinking, like, either gum or gooby gone, something like that. Peanut butter. Well, we'll find... Peanut butter, that might be good, too. We'll find out in just a few minutes right here with Joey Villani. Uh, Let's take your calls right now. By the way, you can call in at 1-866-405-8405 with your questions, or you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android, and that's a free download. Time for Dueling Debbie's. Hey, Debbie, how are you doing?
5: (laughs) Okay. Just okay? Yes. Well, that... Well, we hope you're doing better today. What can I do for you? Maybe I'll make things better.
6: Um, In my neighborhood, we have a huge, huge stray cat problem. And I was wondering if there's anything that can be done to uh, keep them out of flower beds. And they just dig them up, sleep at home, use them as litter boxes.
5: Yeah, yeah. And, and that is definitely, I'll, I'll tell you, there are some solutions. Um, all of these will be helpful in certain situations and you might have variable, variable success with them. And as long as there's those stray cats out there kind of hanging out, um, they are definitely drawn to soil. You know, it's, it's what they do. It's, it's what they nest in. It's what they, um, cover their excrement in. So um, it, it is a natural instinct. So that being said, for those who don't want the cats in their garden, um, we can try some physical things to keep them away and make it less attractive. And there's some other things that we can do. Um there's, Certainly there are some um, products out on the market that are granules that uh, help to uh, keep the critters out of certain areas. And, and I can't say I have a lot of success with those. <laughs> um, I am a fan of the physical deterrence, things that don't hurt the cat, but make it unpleasant for them to tread in those, those areas. And one of the great things you can try, and in a garden, it'll have a dual benefit, is the motion activated, um, sprinkler system. Um, or there's even one that has a compressed air. So when the electronic eye is set off, when the cat or the animal treads in that area, um, a sprinkler will go, and kind of spook them away. So a very kind, gentle way to just get them out of the area. That, and you may even combine that with, um, if it's appropriate in your garden setting, is to take, um, chicken wire or really close mesh wire and lay that down in the bed of the garden. And they don't like to step on it. Um, it, it obviously can only be used in certain areas, but if that's appropriate for some of the bulk areas of your garden, um, it can be a wonderful deterrent to keep them away from there. Um, one so of the natural- no, they, they, they will avoid the area. So cats, if they wanted to, they could walk on it. It just feels uncomfortable. It's kind of like walking on, um, you know, waffle wire. It, it just, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't cut them. I'm talking barbed wire. We're not talking anything like that. This is just chicken wire or some of that, um, you know, the, uh, rabbit fencing, if you will, that'll help to keep, uh, um, bunnies out. Um, so that's something, but you lay it down because don't just stand it up. They'll just jump right over it otherwise. Um, and then I do have some luck with using citrus products. Um, just naturally some, just citrus is unpleasant to cats. They don't really like it. They don't want to be around it. So, um, if you can put some orange peels, lemon peels, and kind of sprinkle that on the perimeter of your garden, um, it's kind of a natural deterrent that, uh, that might help to keep the, the kitties away, um. And then as far as I know I've mentioned this before for folks who are having trouble with cats coming near their house, um, some of the backdoor situations, um, is that you can actually go to a hunting uh, store and pick up uh, coyote urine and uh, if you can tolerate the smell of it near your garden, um, you can treat the area around, and that can help just by uh, signaling that a predator is nearby, and it can deter cats from uh, kind of going in the area. So the, there's a lot of solutions there. You can try, see what works for you. Um, certainly is better than clapping your hands and yelling, hey, get out of my garden. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, I wish uh, I, there was something we can, you know, they're starving, but, Last summer, I made the mistake of feeding a couple, and I'd come home with oh, 20 yeah. on my porch. So <laughs> I yeah. there was something to do to stop it,
5: but... Yeah, and that is, that is definitely one thing that you, you've hit upon that. As long as you offer food sources, those cats are going to be coming around. So you really have to cut that off in your area if you want them to stay away. You're not going to have any luck if you keep feeding them.
6: Okay, well, I'll try some of
5: those. Good luck with right, that, well, good Debbie. Good
6: luck. All right,
1: thanks. That's uh, always a tough problem there, but yeah, don't feed them. Oh my God, that's going to bring them around in a second.
5: Feed them in your neighbor's yard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're listening
0: to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
7: I would like to invite you to participate in a brief survey on personal values. I'll make a statement, and you simply think, agree or disagree. Ready? Here we go. Statement one. My life is complicated, so I appreciate simplicity. Agree or disagree? Two, I tend to make my own decisions, which may or may not be the popular ones. Three, when buying luxury products, I don't mind paying for the best, but I hate to overpay. Four, I value both form and function. And five, I value pure, clean design. Now, if you agreed with these statements, you are the type of person for whom the 2014 Bosch kitchen was designed. With unrivaled European design, it's a kitchen designed around our mutual values. It's a kitchen designed around life, on your terms. The 2014 Bosch Kitchen, perfection in every detail. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer.
8: You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Presented by Ford and Animal Radio, who sponsors pet botanics, canine covers, snuggle puppies, easy dog, pet's best, and red barn. The tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters to support adoption events. Log on to Get Your Licks on Route66.com to see where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. (laughs)
9: Hi, this is Doug Ray of the Marshall Tucker Band, and forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pits.
1: Wow, that, that song right there goes back to 1987. The Whispers. I love
2: that song. That's such a good dance song.
1: They had hamsters. Lots of hamsters. They would actually have the hamsters and iguanas in the studio Mm -hmm. when they would record music. Right Big animal lovers. Right out. It is uh, Animal Radio, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, 405 8405 or you can ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Either way, you're going to get answers from probably, I would say, the most recognized experts on radio today in the animal industry, that, of course, being Dr. Debbie right here and Joey Volani and Lady Bunga Studio Stunt Dog, who does actually answer a few calls for the animal types. Uh, right now, we go to Jackie. Hey, Jackie, how are you?
10: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. Where do you live?
10: I actually live on Long Island.
1: Calling from Long Island, okay.
10: What, yes, yes.
1: What's going on over there today?
10: Um, other than it being cloudy, um, let's see. I have uh, two chihuahuas that I am permanently boarding at my residence.
5: Uh huh. Okay.
10: All right. Um, and the lady, the lady visits them, you know, on and off. She's going through some tough times, so. Uh, and I noticed that the one likes to not wait for me to take him outside to go to the bathroom.
5: Okay, he's peeing uh, in the house.
10: Yes. Okay. Now, they're normally in the kitchen, and I put down, you know, the little paper towels and these, and, you know, they're allowed to go in the kitchen. Uh, but per landlord rules, uh, no animal defecation on the carpet. Which we already have broke that rule. Okay. So, um. Okay. And she actually caught it once and she goes, Oh my god, he never does that at home.
5: Okay. Well, it sounds like there's a lot going on in these little guys' life. And you didn't uh, (laughs) tell me at the beginning, um, are we male, female, are they spade neutered? They are both, uh, they're both male. I'm pretty sure they are neutered, actually. Yes, they are. Okay, all I gotta do is lift up those hind legs and look, and you'll see two suckers hanging there if he's not neutered. No,
10: they they are. They
5: are. Okay. All righty. Yes,
10: they are.
5: Okay. So, and then, so this is a weird kind of situation. So the owner comes to your home. You are caring for them. Um, Mm -hmm. What what, what was their home life like before? Well,
10: she left. I think it was kind of like a hoarding situation. and they were living together. She said, "Clean up, or I'm out." And she's out.
5: <laughs> okay. Um, so, I guess what I was asking is, are, were they um, were they crate trained? Were they did they go outside to eliminate, or did they go inside? Um, I think it was actually never really asked,
10: um, but I think that they're inside most of the time, and then they took them out to go to the
11: bathroom.
5: Okay. Because this is where we can have some real challenges with um, house training in an adult or even a puppy, if we have right. different methods um, that we're asking the dog to learn and to differentiate when what situations it's appropriate to do one thing and to not do it in another. So... In many cases, it can be very confusing for a dog to say, I want you to go outside to go to the bathroom. But when I'm not around, here's this potty pad, and I want you to go there. But at other times, I don't want you to go in the house, and I want you to go outside. Or I want right. you to go in this room only and not that room. So that can be very difficult for many dogs especially when we've got a lot of upheaval going on in these guys life and they're living in a different environment so for me I'm gonna say like the number one thing is decide how you are going to manage their potty needs while they're in your care if you're going to do the outdoor training Make that your effort. Make that a sincere effort. And the goal would be to get off of those potty pads and to get them so right. that they can tell you and alert you when they want to go outside and to, to, as long as you're not leaving them longer than eight hours at a stint, then they cool. should be a reliable, um, if they're fully house trained. So we may have yeah, some no, failures.
10: Um, she said they were house trained. She said, oh yeah, they'll, they'll let you know and everything. And, uh, that completely went out the window when they came, which I understand is traumatic for them. Uh, tiny little things in this completely different house. So, I'm, understandably, I'm okay. Um, and I have done, if I see him, you know, start to go, it's only the one. Uh, if I see him start to go, uh, I say, as you know, and, I, you know, clip the leash on, grab him, put him outside, and, uh, we'll go for a good half an hour walk or so. Nothing. Mm-hmm. We come back in, I'm taking my shoes out, boom, there he goes, and he looks at me like he's doing it out of
5: spite. Ah, uh, well, dogs don't <laughs> pee out of spite, so forget that, forget yeah, that theory. Yeah, now, so, so the basics, this is going to be true whether we have a puppy or an adult, but with an adult, I think the biggest challenge is that people tend to think, oh, They should understand this. They should know what I want them to do. So we don't always put as much effort. So imagine those doggies like they are little eight-week-old puppies, and you have to treat them as that because they're in a different environment. So even though they were house-trained, supposedly, in the other environment, it doesn't always translate. There can be situations where they might be uneasy in this new uh, environment. They may not um, be confident going out to mark and to urinate where they need to go. So... Really, that's the number one thing, is uh, supervising and confining them when you are not directly supervising them. And that means if you're in one room and they're in the other, that's not 100% supervision. We really need to have them either crated in a playpen or either tethered on a leash and on your side. So you really have to be that strict when it comes to the supervision. Um, and then okay. as with anything with house training, we want to clean things up thoroughly using a good enzymatically-based cleaner that helps to break mm-hmm. down the odors. Um, you have to do that where they're going currently. We can try some things to make deterrence to not make those areas appealing for dogs yeah, and I cats. The,
10: I have the all-natural one that has, like, the citrus scent, but that doesn't seem to be working.
5: Well, a scent isn't going to matter so much as if it states that it's an enzyme-based cleaner that 's what we want okay. i don 't care if it 's got citrus or floral or whatever it's you really need to have an enzyme based one that 's number okay. one um, mm-hmm. and then to make those areas if there 's particular areas that they 're going make that more unfavorable where we don 't want them to go, we might put down things like a food bowl in that area or we might put um, upside down carpet runners those little pl- plastic uh, carpet runners that have a little small mm-hmm. little spikies. they don 't hurt they 're just uncomfortable you can put that down in okay. areas to limit their access and, and to Deter them from going in those areas. But you also need to take that opportunity to show them what you want them to do. Don't expect they're going to know. So take them out on a leash, just like that eight-week-old puppy that you would do. You take them out, go potty, um, go to the bathroom, whatever your key word is. Let them eliminate and reward them verbally and sometimes with treats. Um, when okay. they are doing that appropriately, you have to remember that because even though they're older, they still need that positive reward to say, ah, that's what she wants me to do. I got it. Okay. So that's so it very would be a important. a good
10: idea to carry uh, some treats around and then when they do say good boy and give them the treat? So keep the treats on at all times.
5: I mean, you can. It, it doesn't have to be all about treats, it can be a toy, it could be love and affection. The biggest okay. thing and the, the biggest thing I feel people sh- have the shortcoming is giving them verbal praise. You know, they do something good and, and you know, we don't always say, oh, good dog. So we have to take right. that opportunity to make sure that we pair that with the behavior that we want to see. And since both yes. of these guys, you said both are boys, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I do sometimes in conjunction with this whole training, household training, um, I may use, um, what they call a belly band. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's, yeah, it's, sol- yeah. It can be very helpful for the male dog that is urinating in the house. And it helps. Basically, it's a little stretchy bandage that kind of goes over their penis area. So if they urinate, they're kind of soiling themselves. And it's unpleasant. And most dogs will find that very unappealing. So that gives you one more maybe delay in the urination in the house. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but just may buy you a little bit of time. Right, right. Okay. That's a good idea. but recognize you're going to have to have good success and no accidents Before we consider these guys house trained, I, w- I would want to see them for four to eight weeks of consecutive good behavior without any accidents. And then that's when we start to introduce more areas. So, you know, I'm not about keeping dogs in kennels all day long, but we don't want them to have unrestricted access where they're going to get into trouble. Don't don't set them up to fail is basically what, what we want.
10: No, I, I completely understand. Um, okay. So it is really, doesn't matter where they came from, but this environment is completely different, so they're not going to kind of remember what to do.
5: Yeah, and and just, you know, because some pets that are either, say, pet store-raised animals or they're in a shelter a long period of time, they may have some, they've been pre-trained. You know, some of it's unintentional because maybe they were sitting in a kennel or a shelter and looking for a home, so they may have not had that normal, consistent patterns of, It's time to go outside. Um, You know, let's go to playtime. So consistency in the home environment right now is really going to help you a lot. So, you know, make a schedule, write it down, and stick to it.
10: All right, awesome. That sounds sounds great.
1: Well, I hope that helps you out, Jackie. Let us know how that goes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405 for your calls for Dr. Debbie. Uh, also for Joey Volani, Ladybug Studio Stunt Dog, we are mid, again, we're almost mid, get your licks on Route 66 adoption tour has kicked off, and today we are in Albuquerque, New Mexico at the Pet Smart on Coors Bypass Road, and tomorrow we'll be in Santa Fe at the Pet Smart on Zaffirano Drive. Uh, Wednesday we'll be in Amarillo, Texas, so if you live in any one of these cities there and you're looking for an animal, come join us for the adoption tour. Get your licks on Route 66.
9: So much has changed since Geico started saving people money over 75 years ago. We weren't attached to our smartphones like today. Smartphones didn't exist. If you wanted to talk to someone, you just hollered out your back door. Hey, Darla, want to go steady? No chance? Okay, then. We had no privacy. But hey, with Geico, we always had good car insurance. Geico, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Kubota RTVs have been the best-selling diesel utility vehicles in North America for the past 10 years, and now they're even better. Introducing the new X-Series RTVs from Kubota. They're redesigned, rugged, and ready. Right now, get long-term financing as low as 0% APR on Kubota utility vehicles during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. See your local Kubota dealer today. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com.
12: America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 7676 and check out. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7676.
8: You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800 392 788
4: this is an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. Now, here is something that is pretty awful and it's becoming very prevalent. It actually has a name now. It's called Pet. Flipping. It involves a criminal getting his hands on a cat or dog by stealing it or claiming to be the owner of a missing pet and then quickly selling the animal. Pet flippers snatch pets from front porches and backyards or they pick them up if they're wandering the streets. The new buyer generally has no idea the pet actually belongs to somebody else who is desperately looking for the animal. Is your dog depressed? A recent survey of pet owners suggested as many as 80% of our dogs may be depressed or suffering from anxiety. It can be a little hard to tell because some of the behaviors are pretty common things like excessive barking at visitors, cars, even the vacuum. I've got one of those. Now, if you think your pet's behaving strangely, you really should take him to the vet for a checkup. If everything's fine, tell your vet about the pet's behavior. They may have a suggestion or prescribe an antidepressant or an anxiety medication like Prozac or Zoloft. Have you ever wondered where missing socks go? Hmm. Well, one family in Oregon found out the hard way. Their three-year-old Great Dane was miserable. He was coughing, just horrible. They rushed him to the emergency clinic there in Portland, and x-rays showed he had 43 socks in his stomach. It took two and a half hours of surgery to get them out. The great Dane went home one day after the surgery. He's just fine. Now, this story actually happened back in February, but it's just coming out now because it won in an annual contest of weirdest x-rays of what pets eat that's held by the magazine Veterinary Practice News. Among the other entries, a kitten that ate a toy alien figure. The x-ray looked fantastic on that. A bearded dragon that ate a miniature banana from a Barbie dream house. And a frog named Kermit that ate more than 30 small ornamental rocks. Luckily, all the animals are fine now. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
14: Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot Advanced Cream. I know all about living with pain. After 19 years of Pro Ball, man. But now I'm feeling awesome. Icy Hot Advanced Relief is the real deal. Icy Hot Advanced Cream has two maximum strength ingredients to last up to 50% longer. Works great on shoulders, backs, knees, even arthritis. Icy to dull the pain and hot to relax it away. Come on now. Advance past pain and get on with living. Icy Hot Advanced. Available in cream and patch. Pain over. Use only as directed.
2: At Stella & Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella & Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities, without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella & Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com.
15: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
1: Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Oh, the Pet Shop Boys. And you know why they named themselves the Pet Shop Boys? Because not only did they have the iguanas, but they had flamingos, cats, and dogs all there in the recording studio when they did their music. What about penguins? Oh, I think so, too.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: I'm pretty sure about that.
2: Well, pet shop, you see flamingos Pe- and penguins at pet shops. Right. They
1: had no penguins there. Don't be making fun of me, throwing in <laughs> stuff that isn't true, okay? Because okay. they didn't have any penguins, I'll tell you that right now. Okay. It's Animal Radio. The numbers are toll free 1-866-405-8405. I heard it on the radio; it must be true. And uh, Doctor Debbie's answering your calls as well as Dogfather Joey Volani. But it is time for our Hero of the Week. And before I start here, I want to tell you once again: if you want to nominate somebody for our Hero of the Week, our Hero Person, shoot Judy an email. That's your voice. At AnimalRadio.com. Is that correct? That is correct. Your voice at Animal Radio. I'm sorry. The cold medicine is just kicking in a little bit. (laughs) So I'm not. My feet aren't on the ground. Your voice at AnimalRadio.com. Tell us about the person you'd like to nominate for Hero of the Week. Now, they don't have to be doing something for a million animals. No, they could be doing something for one single animal. Whatever it is that they're doing going above and beyond the call of duty.
2: It doesn't have to be a cat or a dog either, any kind of animal. It really,
1: yeah. So so We're celebrating the humans that do this kind of stuff, and this week it is Scott Clare. He's a California man. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Tell us a little bit about your dog. What's your dog's name? Bucko. Bucko. I love that. Why
16: Named after Buck O'Neill? Yes.
1: The baseball player? Yes. Damn, I'm old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, So tell us a little bit about Bucko.
16: Um, Bucko's a yellow lab. He's about 15 months old now. When he was puppy, I took him to be neutered at four months, and that's when they discovered the irregular heartbeat before he went into, you know, before they put him under anesthesia for the neutering. Um, they gave him an ECG and saw the irregular heartbeat, which put into motion all this craziness.
1: Well, um, the craziness, obviously something wrong with his
16: heart. What was it? Ventricular arrhythmia. Oh,
2: what does That's that mean? Up. Is that life-threatening? Or
16: Yes, um, oh. because his heartbeat is too fast. What happens is, and I'm not a vet, but in the ventricle it just has an has a irregular heartbeat and it's too fast. It's called tachycardia. I was told that because of this fast heartbeat, he could faint. He could suddenly fall over dead. And if he does um, last any amount of time, he'll eventually develop a an a oversized heart that will kill him. Wow. Uh, his body filling up with fluid and all this stuff. So.
5: Yeah, and I just want to elaborate a little because you did say the heart beats fast, but what kind of kind of confusing with this condition is that the blood flow out of the heart is not effective. So even though the heart is trying to beat fast, oh. they're not getting perfusion to their body. So therefore, they they faint. Um, they can go into, yes, an arrest or a sudden death. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. And a lot of times it's caused by something else going on in the body. And other times it can be truly from a center of abnormal tissue in the heart that just doesn't signal things correctly within mm. the muscle of the heart.
1: When uh, an animal like this comes into your office, Dr. Debbie, what is the prognosis usually?
5: It really depends on the cause. It can be, it's life-threatening and it really depends on if the pet how clinical they are for it at the time. Um but thank goodness in this situation they found it before anesthesia cuz that could certainly sure. be a huge um risk factor for going on. Well, for, that's
1: why you check before you put animals under anesthesia for these kinds of things, isn't it?
5: It is and it is and it's um you know we want to keep that standard of care up where we do blood work sure. and EKGs prior to anesthesia.
1: So Scott, what did what did you think when you got the news?
16: Well, I just, whatever the vets asked me to do or told me I could do, I did. So my local vet told me to take him to the uh, cardiologist vet down in Los Angeles. So I took him down there. And you're from Bakersfield? Yes. Okay. I'm in, I'm in Bakersfield. A couple hours, a few hour drive. Yeah. It was Woodland Hills, so it wasn't into the heart of L.A., thankfully. So uh anyway Dr. Waterman there diagnosed him as having this ventricular tachycardia and she told me that there was only one place in the country that could take care of him and it was Cincinnati so Huh? You know?
1: Really? Of all the places <laughs> Cincinnati was the one place that that would help him, huh?
16: Yeah, there's there's over 100,000 vets in the U.S., and only one does ablation. And it's because no veterinarian school teaches ablation. Oh. Huh. So, so Dr. Wright went to a pediatric hospital to learn how to do ablation. Oh, interesting. And then she used that for animals.
1: So you traveled 2,300 miles to Cincinnati?
16: <laughs> yes, I did. In a car? Yes. Wow. Uh, so he couldn't fly? A short amount of time I looked into flying. He was going to have to go through tests for that. So I'm looking at more expense for all these tests that he would have to do, Which, and they still might not approve him to go on a flight. So um, I just decided, and I didn't want to be separated from him either, you know, if you're going to put him in a cargo hole and stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, I just decided to suck it up and drive
1: wise wise choice cuz even healthy animals sometimes don't come out of those airplanes
5: and i would never i would definitely i'm I, i'm so happy you didn't fly him because with a heart condition you just don't know how they're going to compensate uh-huh. for altitude and temperature and excitement so yeah i'd right. never
1: do that so 5 days on the road then you arrived in queen city and what happened then
16: i didn't know cincinnati was queen city um uh, but um i checked into the hospital or checked with the hospital because he was supposed to go in the next day, and um, they held him for 24 hours, and then when he was scheduled for the surgery, their power goes out, <laughs> and so they scheduled him for surgery for the following day and found out the power had also fried their equipment, so I had to stay another week while they ordered and set up the equipment for him.
1: Wow. Wow. I can't imagine this was cheap, and there's probably no insurance that covered it.
16: Well, I didn't have the insurance. I mean, I paid i paid $1,000 for a puppy that had heart certifications and hip certifications and all that. They just didn't catch the irregular heartbeat, I guess, because puppies have a fast heartbeat anyway. So is that right, Dr.? To
5: some point, but not to the levels that we get with ventricular tachycardia. That's not normal.
16: Okay, so, yeah. so I waited another week, and they got all new equipment, which Doctor Wright uh, thanked me for. <laughs> said she got all new equipment, and they on that <laughs> next day, she um, you know they did the ablation. It was an eight-hour procedure, and um, a doctor from cardiac hospital or the Children's Cardiac Hospital in Cincinnati assists Doctor Wright while she does this. He just donates his time. And then, of course, they had an anesthesiologist in there as well. So anyway, back to the money. I guess, yeah, 10 uh, thing. Anyway, they hadn't done one before, I think, is while, probably while we're talking. But sure. Bucko was the first ever to have a ventricular tachy- tachycardia, a ventric- ventricular ablation procedure. Wow. And so that's how all this publicity happened about, um, regarding him.
1: Well, now, so how is he now?
16: He is great, but on October 3rd, we go to uh, L.A. again to have a final evaluation of his, uh, of his heart with an ECG and a 24-hour monitor.
1: Well, this is why you're my hero this yeah, week. You, you have gone above and beyond the duty for bucko, and uh, that includes driving 2,300 miles, pulling out 10 grand, which uh, is a lot of money. You love that animal, obviously, and I salute you. I salute you, Scott. Oh, thank you doing good Bucko work.
16: Bucko and Dr. Wright are the
1: real heroes. I salute them, too. And go go, give Bucko a hug from all of us right now, and thank you so much for hanging with us today and telling us your story. Thank you. There you go. Another wonderful story, a hero truly. So if you know somebody like this, nominate them. Send Judy an email at
15: yourvoice@animalradio.com. At Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zutarin the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
1: Celebrating our connection with our pets. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. A lot of things going on this weekend. Pet related events all across the country. And as I mentioned earlier, our adoption tour. Get your roots, get your roots on Licks 96. I, that has nothing. I don't even think any of that was accurate there. It's get your licks off Route 66. I'll apologize now. I have a little bit of NyQuil in my system. Also happening this weekend is the LA Feline Film Festival. Now we talked, what was it, about a month or two months ago with the guy who puts together the cat video festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which are amazing. I mean, they, these things will get thousands of people They're for sure. Fun. Because we all like watching cat videos, <laughs> and we all spend hours on that time suck on YouTube. You, you
2: watch one, and then they, they show you, well, the, here's the next one, and the next one. And next, you know, it's an hour, and you've been sitting there watching all these clips.
1: So there's one going on this weekend, and it's the first annual L.A. Feline Film Festival, and we have Eric DeLeo. How appropriate the name, DeLeo, like Leo the lion. Eric, welcome to the show.
17: How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Actually, it starts at 1 p.m., but that's all right.
1: Oh, okay. There's a little typo right here Here on the website. But uh, uh, 1 p.m. to 10 p.m., which is like, uh, that would be nine hours, according to my NyQuil math. Nine hours of videos. Where do you get these
17: videos uh, well, actually, it's the Walker Art Center reel that we're showing, the Internet Cat Video Festival.
1: Oh, so it's the, is it the same thing that...
17: It is, it is the reel that Will Braden edited this year. Oh, oh
1: okay. well, we talked to him uh, when he did... Uh, so are you two different companies playing the same reel, or, or how does that well,
17: work? Well, my company, Organicat, actually arranged to bring the Internet Cat Video Festival to Los Angeles. Oh, and we branded it as the LA Feline Film Festival because eventually we'll add more content. But for this year, we are using the Internet Cat Video reel.
1: Well, this is uh, this is very cool. Now, can you explain why so many people show up for this kind of stuff? I mean, this this <laughs> is really crazy. I mean, more people than show up at a Justin Bieber concert.
17: I'm not sure about that, but uh, you know, I mean, people love their cat videos. The cats have kind of taken over the internet, so I, I think it's because it's a social setting. Most people are sitting in front of their computers, whether they're at home or work, watching these things. But uh, you know, they, it's in a festival format. People seem to love it.
1: Is it a lot of uh, single ladies that uh, you know just have a lot of cats that show up for these things?
17: <laughs> you know, I would I would call this a cool cat lady festival, not a yeah. crazy cat lady festival. Okay. Uh, you, you know, the it, it certainly skews heavily towards women, uh, but you know, guys are coming too. I'm obviously a guy, and I'm putting the thing on, so. Uh, you know, it's going to be great, and uh, so it's the, the festival format works. So, one to seven is kind of the festival, and we'll have vendors and food trucks and bands and the whole bit, and celebrity cats like Little butt there. And Tara, the hero cat, who is the cat that protected the boy and attacked a dog. the oh, yeah. So she'll be there. And then we also have Dusty, the clefto cat.
1: Grumpy cat. I understand he couldn't show up because he had uh, a probation meeting or something like that. Not a lot of people know this. A grumpy cat has a big, tainted background, as far <laughs> as I know. Uh, I believe he has illegitimate kittens. Uh-oh. I've she... heard.
17: Uh, uh, that look noth- I, I know nothing about grumpy cats, uh questionable background.
1: Well, this is the first annual L.A. Feline Film Festival. It's going to be on Christmas Tree Lane in Exposition Park. You can look that up, uh, Google that, all the information over at AnimalRadio.com, or you can head over to the website, which is L.A. Festival.com.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
1: It's Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie came rushing in this morning. I guess you had some clients you had to deal with vaccinations. Oh, I see you were upset about that. What's going on?
5: Well, yeah, well, mostly it's a matter of making sure our pets get vaccinations. We actually had an unfortunate um, death this morning from a dog with parvovirus. So, you know, we've seen, I can tell you this month, I've seen cats with distemper, cats with feline leukemia, dogs, tons of dogs with parvovirus. So my message to, to all our listeners is really... Make sure if you get a new dog, cat, um, puppy or adult, get that pet to the vet within days of getting it. Oh. It's so important to have that consultation with your veterinarian. Find out what shots they need. Um, because unfortunately for dogs with parvo, in many cases, you know, it's just, we get busy. We don't follow what the vaccine protocols has recommended and uh, puts our pets in risk. So
1: there's no reason that any dog should have parvo if they've been vaccinated. Is that correct? Is well, that Well,
5: that would be in the ideal setting. Um, but there are are certain windows of vulnerability so a puppy is born with mom's immunity from her that'll wear off um somewhere between about six and 16 weeks of age we don't know when and we can't predict it so that's why we boost on a regular interval with puppies and kittens because we don't know when that goes away um, so it's feasible that you could have vaccinations on board and a pet still gets sick because if they've been um in that kind of window of um of, uh, you know, vulnerability.
1: How often do they, should they get these vaccinations? The Parvo virus vaccination, is that once that they get that?
5: No, for, for puppies, we start as young as six weeks, um, and generally every three to four weeks. So we do six weeks at our office, twelve, I'm sorry, six, eight weeks, twelve weeks, and sixteen weeks of age. So the challenge becomes where folks kind of get behind and get busy. So you want to, you know, get that pet to the vet and really we'll formulate a, a, a protocol for you kind of knowing where your pet's coming into things
1: okay distemper and feline leukemia is that a once shot or do they get that frequently
5: as a as a youngster, it is going to be a boosting series, also about three to four weeks apart. Okay. And then when we get to adult series, you know, we kind of get more comfortable. We feel less likely that they're going to have, um, you know, infectious disease. So we may span the vaccines out to, you know, one year every couple of years. But as puppies and kittens, it is imperative that you work with your veterinarian, get these kids vaccinated.
1: Yeah, don't space on that. It's so important. There's no reason that, uh, and this puppy that you lost this morning was like eight months old. Eight months horrible. Old. horrible! Yes, I need Brandon to cheer me up. Brandon, I hope you're going to cheer me up.
16: <laughs> I'm doing good.
1: Very good. Where, where are you calling from?
16: Um,
18: right now we're we'll on the road from coming from Washington.
1: Do you uh, are you do you have your dog with you?
18: No, it's a cat. Oh,
1: it's a cat. Okay.
18: Oh, okay. Yeah.
5: So what's going uh, on there, Brandon?
18: The, I just have like a couple questions. Is there like my cat was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism like two years ago? Okay. And like, is there any thing to be able to do for that? They told me that I could get medication that I'd have to give to them.
5: Uh-huh. Like every yeah.
18: month would be mm-hmm. like 50 some bucks.
5: Yeah, so if your kitty was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, what basically that means is that the thyroid gland is producing too much of its hormone, and that causes the body's metabolism to go into overdrive. So cats with hyperthyroidism tend to eat crazily. They have a strong appetite, but they lose weight. They might vomit. They might have a lot of Thirst and urination, and untreated, it it will be fatal from the consequences of the high thyroid hormone, uh, the heart disease that sets in, or the other complications. So, yes, this absolutely needs to be treated. And the good thing is, there are various options to treat pets with thyroid disease, depending on your cat's situation and your, you know, honestly, your financial situation. So, the the preferred way to treat a cat with a high thyroid is uh, it's a type of radioactive iodine treatment that basically basically destroys the abnormal tumor um, that produces this, and it spares all the healthy tissue. So that's very nice. It's very targeted. It tends to be pretty expensive, though, and it may not be available in all parts of the country, depending on where you're at. But that is usually my first recommendation. But in my area, it's usually about a $1,000 starting price. So um, it's definitely not the first line or the most realistic for everyone. Um, But, yes, the other options that we tend to go with um, would be a little bit on the cheaper side can be medication. In um, medication um, generally maybe 50 bucks a month sounds realistic there is some monitoring that has to be done with that so some blood levels have to be drawn to make sure we're giving enough and not too much of this medicine and also to watch for side effects because the medicine for a high thyroid um, condition can sometimes have some liver consequences and some cats just can't tolerate it they, they'll just have vomiting diarrhea they don't, they don't do well on it um, that medicine can be in a pill a liquid and there's even a form you can apply to the skin on the ears, and that can be a nice um, alternative for some folks that just, you know, their cat's not the easiest to medicate, (laughs) so that might be a thought. Um, And and then even, um, even more recently, the new way to even address thyroid problems in cats is a special diet made by Science Diet. It's a prescription diet called YD. And what's really cool about this food is it is a super, super low in iodine. And that helps to kind of, if you look at it, reverse the thyroid condition. And there are some cats that I have that are managed without medicine solely on eating this diet. And nothing but this diet. And that's the hard thing for many folks is the cats have to eat it. You can't give treats. You can't give other brands. They can't get into the other cats' food. Um, but that can be a nice way, and, and it's still a, an economical way, to try to manage this condition. Um, so it really just depends, Brandon, on what you're kind of prepared for doing, um, if there's other stuff going on, because sometimes cats with thyroid disease will have heart problems. They can have high blood pressure. Um, and then we always have to watch Kind of a kidney problem that sometimes is kind of hiding under the surface. So, um, so you said right now your kitty's not being treated for this? Correct. Okay. So. I, I hope I can encourage it because of all these horrible things I've told you that can happen if we don't treat it, to, to at least see um, which option might work for you to get this baby on some kind of therapy at this time.
17: So, like,
18: where could I find that? Plant diet? At? Would that be a Walmart or something?
5: Never, 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 never. This is a um, this is a medication in a kibble format. So you are not going to find a med- or a food like this anywhere um, on the market, on any shelf, outside of your veterinary office and the reason is because it can be very dangerous if it's given to a pet that doesn't have this condition. So what you're gonna to need to do is work with your veterinarian, tell them what kind of you know finances, what your goals are, what you're prepared to do for your kitty, and between your vet and yourself you can come up with what option might be the best, whether it's the food or the medication route or the, you know, the iodine treatment. Um, but you you definitely need to take the kitty into the vet and to work with your vet
1: one 405 8405 That's toll-free. doesn't cost you a penny.
0: Mm-hmm. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: And Judy continues to book an amazing show this hour. We will hear from Brian Barczyk. We had him on before. He's a snake guy. He had that mm-hmm. uh, snake bite TV. The guy who's been bitten 100,000 times and has 30,000 <laughs> snakes. Doesn't learn, does he? And he's up to new fun stuff, and we'll find out about that in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, Joey, what are you going to be talking about this hour?
3: Um, we're going to be talking about uh, sap, very exciting sap, okay? And how it affects your dog's coat when it gets in there and hardens up and makes a hard little ball that you got to get rid of.
1: Oh, okay. That's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Let's go to the phones for you first. Right now, One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five.
5: 405 8405 You ready to go to the phones, Doc? <laughs> I sure am. Let's go to the phones. I think we have uh, Joyce here. Hi, Joyce.
19: Well, hello, Doctor. How are you?
5: I am doing really wonderful today. What do you have going on with you?
19: Uh, we have a Jack Russell Chihuahua mix that we got in October. Someone put the dog in my sister's yard at uh, 11 o'clock at night. We thought that she had been spayed because uh, there was a, you know, a mark on her tummy that looked like that she had had surgery. But uh, evidently she wasn't, so she may have had puppies at some time. But we did have her spayed four weeks ago. And now she has a little stuffed toy, which is a fire hydrant. And she thinks the toy is her baby.
5: Okay.
19: She licks it, cleans it. She picks it up and cries and whines. Is this okay. something that's serious or no?
5: No, not at all. And and she's actually going through what we descriptively call false pregnancy Uh and even though all of her reproductive parts are gone in many dogs they'll go through this kind of cycle of hormones afterwards and sometimes it is more of the dogs that were pregnant or may have been used for breeding so we do see that a little bit more with them but basically those hormones are still telling her body that she's pregnant and all of those bodily uh, changes will still happen as if she was pregnant. And some dogs will actually look like they're gaining weight. They will even produce milk. Uh Um, So Uh you might even see that if you look there and she looks a little bit engorged down by the mammary area. Uh Um, That is commonly seen in a false pregnancy. Uh Um, And then definitely the behavioral things where you see her carrying a baby around um, and, uh, you know, nursing the baby, cleaning the baby, whatever it might be whether it's a fire hydrant or if it's a, heaven forbid a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but um all of those type of behaviors are all very normal with a false pregnancy. The interesting thing is that these signs will last as long as a regular pregnancy does. Oh, I see. So, if she was just spayed what 4 or 5 weeks ago, you still have maybe another couple weeks of this kind of behavior going on. So Nothing you really need to do other than give her that little time with her little uh, fire hydrant baby and uh, just make sure she's comfortable, watch for behavioral things. some Some females might get a little bit um, you know aggressive um, as if they would if they were truly pregnant and guarding their babies. so give her a little bit of extra space, lots of love, and uh, just know that she'll get through this year eventually.
19: Right. Uh, we uh, go to the dog park and she took the the uh, toy with her one day because she wouldn't leave it at home and she mm-hmm. buried it in a hollow tree over there and oh, well, gosh she, she did not want me to get her out of the tree so I could get the toy uh, okay uh, we finally yeah. did manage that and uh, of course it had to be washed and she didn't like it because i washed the toy
5: yep yeah and and that definitely you're seeing some of those kind of protective mothering instincts that dogs can have so the trick is to not get into that situation while she's still going through these hormone fluctuations um so the the kind of in rewind mode i would probably say let's work on a way to not have that toy go with her to certain situations where she's around other people or dogs where she might become you know a little bit possessive about that so try to treat uh, give her a treat give her food in exchange for that little baby so that in those situations you don't put yourself or anyone else at risk and, and like I said just give her a little extra love a little extra space and then and she'll get through there so keep up the work there Joyce and uh, this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio one 405 8405 hey Roger how you doing
1: fine how are you very good you're on with Dr. Debbie hi Doc. how are you well,
5: hi I'm great how are you doing today
18: I'm wonderful. I just want to know if you can solve my dog's problem.
5: No, I'll give it my darnest.
18: <laughs> okay. I've got a six month old Jack Russell puppy, and his skin is pink all the time and he scratches a lot. Okay. And it's it's really, really pink. And we've our vet said to try giving him Benadryl. She thought maybe okay. that solved the itching, but it hasn't.
5: Okay. Does it change anything with the the redness with him? No. Is he Itchy in any particular area, or is it kind of yes, all over?
18: His bad. Now he's he's pink all over, but he really does the digging on his lower back.
5: Okay. And as far as uh, fleas, things of that nature, no, do you have any issues no. with that?
18: No, he has no fleas. He's inside. At first, I thought maybe he's getting sunburned. Um, you know, from being outside, but he's not outside that much.
5: And, and is there any hair loss in any of the areas where he's messing with that?
18: Where he's chewing, the hair is a little bit shorter, but it's not really hair loss.
5: Alrighty. Well, a couple of thoughts that I have. One is that I would definitely make sure, even though we don't see any kind of critters like fleas, I would want to check him for um, types of skin mites. And okay. um, in a young dog, that that certainly could be a possibility. And sometimes, if we don't even see these things, which are you know little microscopic critters. I'll right. even still try um a medication to treat for mites um because there are some types that are really hard to find um and okay. we can retest and retest and not see um the type of mite called uh, sarcoptes um and that is quite itchy for a lot of dogs so I would um, you know try that route and then also for a young dog that's itchy and having some you know redness some even some rash type changes I really would examine the, the possibility of a food allergy. We um, kind of went
18: through a little bit of that with the vet.
5: You did? Um, okay, did you try anything yeah. different?
18: We d- did we? What? Now, I'm sorry.
5: Oh, did you try anything different? Any uh, food yes. changes? Oh, yes, we
18: did, and that, that didn't change. We did, We did, That well, The first thought of hers was that it was a food allergy, and that didn't seem to do anything.
5: Okay, so, so. tell me what kind of diet that you tried and how long.
18: Um... Gosh, my wife's on the feeding. Well, he's on a Pedigree right now, which is a dry food, and we tried a canned food for a while. And I can't tell you what it was, but it's something that the, uh, something that the vet recommended.
5: Okay, because yeah, when we're when we're talking about food allergies, it's it's just kind of an innate problem with certain proteins or carbohydrates so i like to do a food trial on a special hypoallergenic diet for about six to eight weeks Um, if during that time we have little breakthroughs where we're getting little food off the table or milk bones or they're getting into the cat's food, then all those little episodes kind of decrease the whole right. efficacy of a food trial. So um, that's where if we invest the time and the money in some of these diets, I want to make sure just like all of those little details that, you know, we keep that all kind of in a control within our means. Right. Um, hypoallergenic foods that I would tend to go for in, in a dog, especially a short-haired dog, um, I really like um, some of the different Um, hydrolyzed protein diets um, for this type of issue and that might be like Hills, ZD um, Purina has one that's called HA and these are basically diets that the proteins are still used by the body but they're very small and they kind of go past the immune receptors in the stomach and the gut Um, and uh, for a pet who has a food allergy it's one way to trick their immune system Um, but that would be something that I would What was the
18: Hills again?
5: um ZD, z d z is in zebra
18: Okay, because I think Hills is what we tried, I think. Okay.
5: And, you know, there's a lot of other ways to go with hypoallergenic diets. So, you know, lamb and rice used to be an old uh, hypoallergenic type of diet, but, you know, we do see pets that actually can become sensitive to a- any kind of food, whether it's, uh, you know, chicken and rice or lamb right. and rice. So um, there are some different diets out there that might be duck-based, venison-based. Uh, you know, so some of those things might be still within the realm of trying. Okay. Um now, if we've ruled out all these other problems we 've done a really good thorough food trial. I do have some luck with um, a medication that is used for allergies and rather than putting a, a young dog on steroids, which is just a lifetime of just you know giving him a lot of side effects he doesn 't need, right. I will actually look at some different immune modulator drugs, and there 's one called atopica, which is a cyclosporine base drug. And that for a lot of dogs with allergies is, is a, a real relief. Um, but that's kind of a secondary level. So I'd, okay. I'd try that food first and then, um, you know, maybe see about trying some atopica.
18: Okay. Could we do the food and the and the skin mite medicine maybe at the same time? Just to-
5: yeah, yeah, and that would definitely be a good way because it takes a little time even for the mite treatments to you know see a benefit or a change. Um, and I definitely, if, if if you have the opportunity, I would have your veterinarian take that skin scraping and look at it just to make sure, even if they've done it already, because you know it is a, it's just the basic when it comes to something like this, and we want to go down that right path. <laughs> so uh, so I think that's really important for you there.
18: Would one of our dogs have mites and the other one wouldn't?
5: You could have that, yeah. And some dogs will have mites that are actually adult dogs that aren't around other dogs, and um, their immune system just isn't quite the same. So um, that is a possibility. Um, some types of mites are very contagious to other dogs, and others are kind of more of an inherent problem for a particular animal. So so check that out and see how that skin works out. Hopefully we get that scratching under control. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, one 405 8405
4: Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more.
15: Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique Ingredients Like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first
1: off, hope you are well. And I am. Seems like all you do is promote Geico's web and app abilities. And while I really enjoyed your last commercial where you talked about how I could take a photo of my VIN number and add it to my account all via my Geico app, I've got to think it doesn't leave you much time for anything else. Do tell.
14: Sincerely, Miranda Morgan. Well, Miranda, thank you for asking. And this Geico spokespick does have
12: time to do other things.
14: For instance, I do a lot of
13: VIN scanning to add a car just to tap away on
17: the Geico app.
12: America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 7676 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7676. Everything you love about fall in one mug. Hey, I'm Eric from
15: Sam Adams. Sam Adams Oktoberfest is here.
12: It's really good. (laughs)
15: <laughs> Sweet, malty, and delicious.
11: Yeah.
15: Oh wow, that is that That's is good, really huh?
9: tasty. <laughs> if I were to think of a taste of like Halloween it'd the Oktoberfest. Smooth
5: caramel roasted malt.
15: In the fall, when I see it, I grab it.
5: The Oktoberfest is what I look forward to every
15: year. This is just perfection in a glass. Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Enjoy it while it's here. Bust beer. responsibly.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com.
20: Log on, learn more. Hi, this is Justin Silver from CBS's Dogs in the City here on Animal Radio. Just reminding you to always stay in new to your pets.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 405 8405.
1: You know, when we uh, started the Facebook page here at Animal Radio, I was pretty sure the internet wasn't even going to catch on. And uh, it did. I think so.
16: Yeah.
1: It's going to be around. Check out the Facebook page now. It's pretty cool what they're doing over there. Allie is our brand new social media director over there, and she's whipped out some amazing prizes to give out each week for your funny pictures for Wacky Wednesday. So if you have a wacky picture of your pet, you want to head to our Facebook page. And this week, you can pick up a free Thunder shirt. This is a nice little prize. It is. All kinds of prizes. They are. If you have a, a dog. And I believe even cats—they
2: have yeah for Uh for cats too that
1: suffer from uh, anxiety. Sometimes this helps, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll get you one of those if you have the wackiest Wednesday photo up at our Facebook page. Check it out: Facebook. uh, dot com at Animal Radio. And uh, Tammy, what are you working on for this hour?
4: I have got a great story about a retired military dog who saved thousands of lives of american soldiers in afghanistan okay well, came home and needed some help himself and boy did people rally to get kay the surgery he needs so he can have a wonderful happy healthy retirement
1: that's on the way right now i believe we have dana on the phone hi dana hi there how are you doing
6: Not pretty good
1: where are you calling from
6: i'm calling from california monterey park i'm at work
1: okay working to on a on a weekend
6: Oh yeah, I'm in security, so we I'm at a bank, so we work twenty four seven. Not just myself, but everyone, a full crew.
1: Ooh, it sounds uh, sounds sort of like our jobs, a little yeah. bit like yeah. that. Uh, definitely uh, like my sure. job working on weekends. <laughs> yeah, you you get yeah. called in on all hours. I bet, Doctor Debbie. Oh,
5: definitely. <laughs> what can we do for you here, Data?
6: Hi, Doctor Debbie. Uh, let me explain my problem. I have two cats. One of them, my tom cat, I've had him about a year and a half. He looks Siamese, got five toes on both front paws, and he looks Siamese.
5: Oh, how cool. I have yes, a, I love polydactyls.
6: Oh, man, and he's got the blue eyes and the Siamese markings. But the problem is I got a female. She's part Siamese. I've had her since she was a baby. Uh, when Yukanuba changed their formula about four or five months ago, she refused to eat the new formula.
5: Mm-hmm. I okay.
6: I, no, I'm not kidding. She she went. She's weighs about uh, maybe six and a half, seven pounds. She went down to less than uh, four pounds in weight because she would not wow. the new formula. I went through so much. I even took her into the vet. The vet said well, she looks healthy and everything. I want to run a blood test and X-rays and everything else. I had four hundred dollars. I went. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't afford that. <laughs> I love this little girl. But getting her to eat any food other than wet food, I can mix it with the cat food, with dry food, and she'll eat the wet food plus the dry. Okay. I can't afford that every day. So I <laughs> would wonder-
5: break the food bank there.
6: <laughs> right. I have gone through so many varieties of cat food that have been told me, well, this would probably work. This would probably work. She turns her nose up at everything and tries to bury it. Okay. Uh, I've even tried her on the Nuba. She, she goes over, sniffs it, tur- turns her ass, end up at it, and walks away. Won't even touch it. Okay. Well, I finally found one, a girl, my next door neighbor, her sister lives in Arizona, and she gave me a website called Call of the Wild. Well, they sent me some samples, four or five sample packets. And in one of the sample packets they had called, uh, Chicken Soup. Okay. I put a little bit down, my Tomcat, he sniffed that stopped and he started eating it i figured okay if you'll need it she's gotta eat it
1: Why? isn't that like so, kitty crack pretty much doctor
6: <laughs> she i want to take her and i I, but I love her but she's a fluff ball she only weighs actually about seven pounds in full weight with the fur and i okay. can't get her to eat any dry food i don't know what to put down i don't know what to, if i can put something on the food to get her to eat it hell
5: okay I, I, the big question I'd have—I know, know you said she dropped some weight, but when at her current weight, what does your veterinarian say? Is she in a healthy weight? Just, do they say she's underweight?
6: No, she was fine on normal weight when I had her. When she was eating, she was at she was like, she was normal weight, about seven and a half pounds, maybe a little bit overweight, but nothing major. You know what I mean? Okay. She's very active within the house, but I'm talking about the weight losses when she wouldn't eat. She dropped down to less than four pounds. Okay. She wouldn't eat anything but unless I put wet food down for her
5: okay. every day. Yeah, and, and I don't know that. I mean, I'd I'd love to blame this all on just a dietary. Um, or a food preference type thing, but gosh, you know, to have a kitty that that doesn't eat anything and doesn't prefer anything, um, you know, sometimes we will go to the, the canned foods. But, um, you know, I know you, you have some reservations about doing some testing, but it, it might really be prudent to do some basic things. Maybe not if you can't commit to that whole $400 bill, but there might be some things we want to check out because there can be some Metabolic problems that will cause a pet's appetite to be poor. Um, they can actually have low grade gastritis or stomach upset from some conditions. So, you might, if I could encourage you to do that, that would be, I think, something very good. Um, now, if we just talk about diet and what things we can use, um, you know, if a kitty is this picky and their teeth are healthy and we don't see any bad teeth, any infection in the mouth, then I would definitely say, well, throw up the hands. If we won't eat dry regularly, let's try some of those canned varieties. Some of the gravied ones will be a little bit more uh, favored by some cats. Um, we throw in the extra added benefit, um, as kind of heating it in the microwave and making it extra stinky, smelly, and canned cat food. You heat it up a little bit, and it sends people walking the other direction, but cats seem to come running. So I would try that. As far as some of those other products you have mentioned that you tried some samples, You know, if I have a cat that's this fussy and we've ruled out medical problems, I I do kind of give in to their preferences. Um, Now, that would be, you know, if she's a little bit um, on the skinny side, I would definitely encourage you to to look into that medical um, aspect. If she's in a healthy weight, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't always like to give in to, um, you know, pulling those exotic things off the shelf uh, because the richer foods, the more variability we throw into the diet, that that's going to throw more to her digestive system. Um, we want a nice, stable, consistent diet, and that's the best thing for dogs and cats. If we can keep them on a regimen, their guts will be thankful, and, and the litter box will be thankful also.
6: I can't even get her to eat the frisky's dry food. Well,
10: you know
5: if if she eats that canned food this you know that's where I'm going to say throw up your hands it, you know there's different arguments for dry versus canned food for some cats we actually you know feeding canned foods may be a little bit healthier for some conditions so um I would say if she'll eat that canned food give into it if you find a particular brand that she really likes and she's consistent with her appetite stick with it Friskies won't be on the top of my list, but if it works for her, and you and her are happy, and you know her appetite is more stable, then then that's really the ultimate goal. It's it's all about you know, they make our lives happy. We need to make her lives happy, and and within reason. Keep up those efforts, there, Dana. Uh, hopefully, we'll get your girl to eat real regular here. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If I
1: should only be so finicky.
0: You're (laughs) listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Elaine Boosler on Animal Radio. Staying new to your pets and some of your exes.
5: (laughs) This is Danica McKellar,
7: spokesperson for the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Presented by Fido Friendly Magazine and powered by Ford, the tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events. Thousands of dogs, puppies, kittens, and cats are in shelters around the country just waiting for their forever homes. To find out more, please visit FidoFriendly.com. Open your heart and home and adopt a shelter pet today. I did it myself two weeks ago, and our entire family is in love there is a movement a movement to simplify a movement to find balance it is a movement that's defined in every bosch kitchen bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be the precise technology in every bosch appliance was invented with you in mind side opening oven doors that give easier cavity access induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. And with flush installation, the Bosch Kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch Retailer.
8: Suffering from allergy congestion? I was so stuffed up at the fall festival.
7: I couldn't smell the apple cider
10: or enjoy the hayride. Then I tried Allegra D.
8: Allegra D decongests and
15: depressurizes with a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant. It starts working in one hour and lasts for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing.
2: Now, fall is truly breathtaking again.
8: Allegra D. Defense against allergy congestion. Look for Allegra D. at the pharmacy PharmacyCon. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com.
4: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies, with thousands of quality products at low prices every day, so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. A year-long project that started back in February is the very first Pan-Africa aerial survey of Savannah elephants since the 1970s being funded by Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen and includes 18 countries. It's called the Great Elephant Census. It doesn't include forest elephants because you can't spot them from the air. Ecologist Mike Chase is the lead researcher on the project and says if they know more, they have a better chance of saving the elephants. And he shared an amazing and at the same time horrifying fact that in 2013, they know that 96 elephants a day were being lost in Africa to poaching and other threats. Well, this is pretty interesting. This is from the Isle of Guernsey off the coast of England, and it's been working on a series of animal welfare law updates. The first one is now in effect, and it calls for a person to face charges if they don't make sure that animals are free of pain. Basically, if an animal is hurt, you have to take it to the vet. It's based on what they're calling the so-called Five Freedoms for Animals. Freedom from thirst, hunger, and malnutrition. Freedom from discomfort. Freedom from pain, injury, or disease. Freedom from fear and distress. And the freedom to express normal behavior patterns. Sounds like a great plan, except that veterinarian appointments on Guernsey cost just a tiny bit less than a regular human doctor appointment. But the government there says if you can't afford to keep a pet happy and healthy, then you shouldn't have one. And a retired military dog who is credited with saving thousands of lives is going to get the life-saving surgery he needs. K is an eight-year-old pit bull and lab mix who was rescued from a shelter in Texas and then trained to sniff out IEDs in Afghanistan. He now lives with his former handler, Army Specialist Brandon Donahue, and his family in Colorado. They recently found out Kay has a tumor in his heart that is causing it to beat improperly. And the vet said that Kay would only live a few months if that tumor wasn't removed. If they got it out though, Kay would be happy and healthy for another five or six years. So the family started a GoFundMe account and raised more than the $6,000 needed for the surgery. They plan to use the extra money to pay for Kay's checkups and medications and support him through a very well deserved retirement. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
15: has changed its finishing process. So, for the first time ever, Lumber Liquidators is clearing out their current stock of Bellawood at unbelievable prices. Get Bellawood Red Oak Solid Prefinished Hardwood for an incredible two ninety nine per square foot. That's over 30% off already low prices. Even stunning solid Bellawood Bolivian Rosewood for an amazing 51% off. These are not seconds. This is first quality with a transferable 100 year warranty. So, go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find the store nearest to you. Special 18 month financing is available. But hurry, these clearance deals end Tuesday. Got Geico RV presents Reflections from the Road. After a few hours riding in my RV, I get in the zone. It's just me, the road, and the savings I get with Geico RV insurance. There's no more worries, no more 9-to-5 hustle. It's like I'm a caged animal set free. What's that? Is it a grizzly bear? No, it's just me switching to Geico RV insurance, saving money wild and free. Geico,
1: for your RV, trailer, or camper.
15: See how much you could save. Shaquille
14: O'Neal for Icy Hot Advanced Cream. I know all about living with pain. After 19 years of pro ball, man. But now I'm feeling awesome. Icy Hot Advanced Relief is the real deal. Icy Hot Advanced Cream has two maximum strength ingredients to last up to 50% longer. Works great on shoulders, backs, knees, even arthritis. Icy to dull the pain and hot to relax it away. Come on now. Advance past pain and get on with living. Icy Hot Advanced, Available in cream and patch. Pain over. Use only as directed
1: here's the number it's toll free 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the dream team dr debbie your dog father joey Volani, and don't forget you can ask your questions right from the animal radio app for iphone and android that's brought to us by dr fosters and smith and also also, uh, like, listen to past shows if there's a favorite show that you liked. Or maybe Joey Valani said something and you couldn't believe he actually said that. You can actually go back and listen to it again and then use that in court when you're testifying. <laughs> uh, so that's the uh, Animal Radio app. It's a free download. I was just asking. <laughs> you know, I was just wondering. You know who we have back on the phone? This is his second appearance on Animal Radio. Radio is Brian Barczyk. Uh, he's the snake guy. Remember, he had the...
2: Oh yeah. Lives
1: like with a million different snakes kind of weird. Yeah. And I, I, that's I, I pretty th- cool. Don't think he had a girlfriend at the time, but uh we'll find out yeah, if that's changed I don't know. Snakes like that. Do, do girls like snakes? I don't know. I do. What? Yeah, I do. Do you you like snakes? Oh god, I think they are so beautiful. Yeah. Hey Brian, do the do the girls like it?
20: I tell you what, there is no doubt that there's a whole contingent of reptile groupies out there so hard. but I'm married for 25 years so... I wouldn't know anything about that, right? <laughs>
1: no, what is, your, what is your wife... Right answer. Yeah, that is the right answer. What does your wife think of all the snakes?
20: You know, she's actually done it full-time with me for the last 25 years. And, and quite quite frankly, she, she doesn't get the obsession, you know what I mean? She, she thinks they're cool, but she's not a snake person by any stretch. But uh, she does come to work every day and, and works with snakes. So, uh, uh, you know, she thinks it's a cool ride, you know I mean? It gets us to... to you know, travel the world and meet cool people and do cool things. And uh, so she puts up with it. I wouldn't say she's passionate about it. Let's put it that way. Well, it pays the rent. At least she now. Does it... pay the rent. Yeah. So
1: so are you just into snakes or you got the whole reptile thing going on?
20: You know, I, I have... To... Biggest affinity towards snakes, but but I'm an animal guy all around, you know. What I mean, and, and I do a bunch of different reptiles. I've got gators and lizards and all kinds of different stuff like that. But uh, I'm more of a, a snake guy per se. But at the same time, I, I literally do animal adventures all around the world. Uh, you know, just last week we were messing with snow leopards and, and cheetahs and and penguins. So uh, so I'm an animal nut yeah. when it comes wow. to, to it. You know, really.
1: Well, that's why we got you back on the phone is because you have a new thing you called Animal Bites TV, and I'll talk about it in just a second. But I want to remind listeners since. We we have new stations. Uh, all of you listening in St. Louis. This guy's been on before. He's well. The last time he was on, he told us that he had thirty thousand snakes and that he had been bit a hundred thousand times. <laughs>
3: and he blames yeah. his mother. Wait, how many? How many? Hundred thousand.
1: Hundred thousand. When? When? When do you stop counting? Yes.
20: <laughs> well, yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. You know. The thing that's funny is I just went through a really bad rash. Uh, late, not rash, physical rash, but. Uh, uh, a bunch of events where I got bit in the face about five times in the, in the course of about a month. And, and that's rare. I don't get bit in the face very often, but uh, it just seemed to be targeting my nose lately. So uh, it happens. You know, it's just all part of the, the gig, I guess.
2: And, and again, you, you you blame this all on your mother. It's always the mother's fault, right?
20: <laughs> it's, gotta be. it's got to be. I've got to blame it on somebody and, and who else. I always tell any parents out there listening, let your kids get a snakes as a kid and get it out of the system and we're going to end oh, up with 30,000 snakes
1: i get it so your mom said no and that meant go out and get the snakes right
20: exactly right exactly and now i'm on a mission to prove to her that i can have snakes
1: <laughs> Oh boy! tell us about your new adventure animal bites tv
20: Yeah, it's really cool. You know, I mean, we obviously did an online video. We started with Snakebite TV uh, about seven years ago, and we grew to, you know, almost a quarter million subscribers on YouTube, a couple million views a month. And and we decided to launch an animal network, you know, because we all know it's animal lovers, and you guys are maybe not scaly lovers, but but animal lovers. And so we decided to put uh, the old programming that, that kind of went away from the networks over the last you know, five years in particular, we all see that the network's more sensational, bad programming. Now a lot of the animal networks aren't even putting animal shows out. It's about building tree houses and cutting down redwood forests and stuff like that. So we decided to go back to our roots and put out a network that will eventually be close to 30 shows a week of all animals, not just reptiles, but all animals. And our tagline is for animal lovers, by animal lovers. So literally we produce the network, the animal lovers produce the network, and, uh, and, and it's by experts, it's not, you know, hired actors that... You know, pretend like they know about animals. These are real, you know, marine biologists and, and, and cat experts. And, I mean, this is for animal lovers, by animal lovers.
1: I like that. It's about time because, you know, you're right. Animal Planet and Nat Geo hardly have animal shows anymore. But you remember, you remember back in the 80s there was a network called MTV, which stood for music television?
20: It doesn't have any music on it anymore. The oh, no. uh, same yes. thing has happened. Exactly. Oh, same owners, by the way. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I've always told people that, you know, as much as animal lovers are upset at Animal Planet, it's no more so than history buffs are mad at History Channel, right? Yep, I mean, history it. doesn't have shows about history anymore. So yep. so this is just really the way the networks are going. and And that's fine because we all know that online is really the future of entertainment. So we want to bring... That entertainment, and again, we're not bound by by advertisers that that will force us to sure. get such high ratings. We can do whatever we want. We can put out shows that are very niche shows. We've got you know we've got a bug show that we're is in development <laughs> right now. That'll be a very very niche show. But you know, there's going to be some hardcore bug people that are going to love to see an entomologist talk about his passion about beetles or whatever.
1: Awesome. I, I think it's yeah. great, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to make a unilateral decision right now without consulting the boss. I think Animal Radio needs to back this guy here for what he's um, doing. Absolutely. I think you guys are doing some awesome stuff.
20: Uh, well, thank you so much, and and, and I mean, geez, I just hope that we can reach people with the message of how awesome wildlife is, and and we don't have to demonize them. And I'll do it without trying to get bit in the face as much as possible.
1: Check out Brian Barchek's new show, Animal Bites TV. It's online at animalbitesbytes.tv, and of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Brian, thanks for hanging with us. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely.
20: Yeah, I'll be here anytime, guys. Thank you.
1: Always a fun guy. Always like to have him on. Kind of crazy to do all of that stuff, though. Wow, that just blows me away. 100,000 bites.
2: Oh, five in the last month in his face.
1: He's got to be, like, scary. immune to that stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I guess he probably has all that venom in him anyway. It doesn't yeah. affect him. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't want him to bite anybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what you should be afraid of.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
15: And I want, I
9: want, and I need, ooh, 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 and I Vinny yeah. yeah. Penn, your party animal, coming back at you. One quick question to throw your way. Whatever happened to the doghouse? And I don't mean the sofa after you've had it out during dinner over what you were going to watch on TV that night. Not that doghouse. We all know that doghouse is alive and well. Buddy of mine just uh, bought a new place we're visiting him this past weekend. He takes me out to show me where Thor's room is. Uh, and Thor's room, to be honest with you, is what I would call the back patio. Huge awning, big sofa bed, plush, very comfortable. Uh, this whole area to meander about and it got me to thinking about when i was a kid uh, almost every backyard had that really cool just kitschy cool dog house way in the corner and it was exactly that. i mean it was a little small for some of the dogs sometimes pretty big for some of the other dogs and it would have their name over the roof uh, i mean sure back then we thought oh when it pours and rains they must run and it never stopped to think how much the dog might love it in there they don't need to be upgraded to the the bridal suite i don't know that a lot of the i I think the animal communicators out there, as much as I think that's farcical, they might tell you, you know, uh, I'm looking at spot here and, uh, I think he needs some space. I think he wants some distance from you guys. And, uh you know, on the back patio, he could hear you squabbling over the O'Reilly factor, and it's not really working for him. The back patio? Please don't let the doghouse go the way of even the, the birdhouse or the treehouse. Some other guys I know pointed to the fort they had uh in the backyard for their kids, and it was completely prefab. It was not just those planks wedged into the tree with the ladder just being planks of wood nailed into the tree kind of haphazardly this is this is what youth was in the 70s no you weren't safe in that tree house in the backyard and he didn't want to be uh and yeah the dog house was a little bit small for the dog and maybe he did get a little bit scared during thunderstorms but it was better than him hearing the two of you make love i'm Vinny pet your party animal baby
1: It's true. Very, very true. Just got off the phones. We're giving away all kinds of great stuff at our Facebook page for your wacky pictures for Wacky Wednesday. So if you have a wacky picture of your pet, be sure to upload it at our Facebook page. And be qualified to win one of our great prizes. This week it is a Thunder shirt we're giving away. And it is time for Joey Vellani, the dog father, brought to you by Stella. I need that thunder show. You do? Yes, for me, actually, because um, I hide under the bed. So let me tell, ahead, tell people about Stella and Chewy's real fast. Uh, they are underwriting this segment of Animal Radio, and they have the brand new size of raw frozen dinners, the uh, Chewy's chicken, the Simply Venison, the Stella super beef, and the Duck Duck Goose, and the phenomenal pheasant. You can pick up one of these little eight and a half ounce pouches with six small patties inside and try all of the different flavors wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. There There. There you go. Now, Joey Volodymy, Joey Volodymy. That's a new name. I just Volumny. need a new name, Valomini. There you go,
3: Valomini.
0: So,
1: you know,
3: I want to talk about something, but I, I don't, I haven't experienced it too much out here, um, and and I don't know, um, you know, maybe maybe it's just an East Coast and Central um, U.S. thing. How about tree sap? I mean, do we deal with tree sap out oh, here? yes yeah, California. Yeah. We do. Yep. Really? See, okay, yeah. okay. Well, I got I have, some. I, guess I haven't
1: in my hair last last year. I was cutting down trees, and I got it in my hair. It's the worst stuff to get out.
3: Well, you know what happens with a lot of the dogs. Dogs are coming to the groom on is, um, you know, they're walking around. and It's bad enough when it gets on their back and, 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 um, you know, on, on their coat, but when it, when they walk in and it gets in their pads and it gets hardened, then it just starts, um, you know, picking up everything else, the burrs and the, um, and the hair just knots up and the rocks and the twigs. And we had a situation, um, about a year ago, um, back in New Jersey where a dog, um, you know, got a serious infection, mainly because of everything that he was walking on now that was stuck in there. And it was, um, it was, it was hard as a rock. And I'm sure it had to be, you know, pretty uncomfortable for the pet. What most groomers will do is actually they'll shave that hair out of, most dogs, not all, out of the pads of their feet and, and get rid of it. But if you notice this at home, um, there's two things. I mean, it's always good if you can just call your groomer and get it taken care of. But if you don't have the money or you don't have the time at that particular time, what breaks down any types of gum, saps, and oils is oils themselves, okay? You can use any type of degreaser and, and, and scrub all day long, and it's not going to break it down. So Dawn won't but if do I it. Use, no, no, Dawn won't. Not, not, with, a, not with a tree sap and not with a gum um, type. I mean, do you, you ever get gum in your hair and try to wash it out? Oh, you, you have you, to cut it got out. you the same situation. Exactly. Peanut butter. In, in some situations, <laughs> you still may have to. Now, peanut butter, you know what works good, and I'll tell you why, because it's a high oil content and it's really the oil is, is what's breaking it down so if you use the baby oil or a mineral oil or something that's gonna be non-toxic for your pet you got to watch out some people they sell stuff in the stores called gugan now that's you know mm-hmm. it's it's not made to, to be put on um, your pet skin but um, something like a baby oil and what you're gonna do is you're gonna just apply a little bit on a cotton ball or, or on a cloth and work it in, and work it in really good. You can even put it on your fingers and work it in real good, and let it sit on five ten minutes. And in most cases, you'll be able to comb it out with all the ease in the world. It'll come, it'll come right out without causing any discomfort for your pet. Now the part that stinks, that from behind that, is now you have a greasy dog. But you can spot clean it with a little pet shampoo, um, whether it's waterless or, or a um, you know. Haricula, well, now if if you use type peanut type
1: butter, won't they clean themselves? I mean, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) you know what that's a good idea i never thought of that you know you might have just thought so i can can revolutionize
3: grooming yeah you know rub peanut butter on the on the dogs, have them lick it (laughs) off and 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 send the dogs home
0: that's how i take a bath You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
5: Got to tell you, we were cutting off the tortoise penis earlier. Oh,
1: really? <laughs> this is very exciting for you, especially. Why, now, well, why were you doing that?
5: Well, I didn't get to do it. One of my associates was doing it, but um, she was recently trained in some special techniques on spaying and neutering desert tortoises, um, which, believe it or not, we have a population problem in captivity
1: oh. in the
5: desert. I didn't know. Um, then there's a wild population that's actually protected. So, so you're not
1: of- telling me that uh, population control for tortoises is you actually. Cut their penis off? Is it's it? It's
5: one method of it. Yes. Oh so gosh. for the males, um, basically, yes, we amputate their penis. But there's nothing else important in there. It's just kind of a reproductive structure. they they still urinate. They have no other problems, and they still have their hormones, so they can still you know be the big bad boys if they want.
1: Can I say that um, you just get a little too excited for that <laughs> uh, about that
5: don't It is just so cool. It's just the neatest thing. I I don't know, but yes, I will say there were no males in the room when the procedure was done.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. There you go. It's it's a different thing for her every day when she walks. Imagine having a job where you walk in every day and something different. Today, it's just cutting off a tortoise penis. Yeah. Uh, So if you're sitting in a cubicle bitching and moaning about your same old job, think about that for a second. Think about Dr. Debbie's life. Um, And, you know, her husband's a vet, too. Oh, I can imagine
2: the stories that they swap at home.
1: Yeah. When you you sit down for dinner, do you uh, talk about work?
5: You know, sometimes, yeah. Is it
1: like, hey, honey, are you enjoying the turtle soup?
5: (laughs) (laughs) We usually have like a few minutes. We have a five to ten minute max where we talk about that kind of stuff. And then we have to shut it off because it can invade too much of your personal life. So it is tough. But, you know, there's a lot of professional couples that are, you know, married in the same profession.
1: We have uh, on the phone, this is a really cool story, you'll love this, Dr. Sarah Boston is joining us, and she's just written a book called Lucky Dog, How Being a Veterinarian Saved My Life. And she, too, is also a husband-wife uh, team, vet team. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Doc?
11: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
1: So your, your husband, uh, does he practice in the same office as you, or do you have two different practices?
11: No, um, he's a large animal vet, and I'm a small animal surgical oncologist. So our days are about as different as they can be, but still be in the same profession. But like Dr. Debbie, I I definitely appreciate being able to sit down and talk to him about my day.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have somebody that you can go home and that understands what you do. And I bet you he has big forearms, too. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) The new book... Uh, Lucky Dog, how being a veterinarian saved my life. Tell us a little bit about it, because I understand uh, you are an oncologist, a a surgical oncologist for animals. Is that correct?
11: I am. Yeah, I I take care of dogs and cats with cancer, and my specialty is surgery. Um, I do just cancer surgery for dogs and cats. And um, I was in a situation where I found a mass in my own neck, and because of what I do and the animals I treat, I knew that it was new, and I knew that it was a thyroid mass, um, and I was concerned that it was a thyroid carcinoma because that's something I see – relatively commonly in my patients and in dogs um, and so because of my knowledge i think it really helped me to push for a diagnosis and push for surgery um, unfortunately i was in a pretty slow system i was in the canadian healthcare system which i do love but it was slow and it was frustrating that's um, the
1: canada's healthcare system
11: yeah okay. yeah i'm canadian i work in florida now but at the time eight. i was in i was in canada eight <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um and i uh, i i definitely you know felt like my my own patients get faster better care and so that's what stimulated me to write this book
1: well you said that the initial diagnosis which you made wasn't confirmed by other doctors
11: yeah i did have because thyroid cancer is not that common although it is on the rise um i did have four doctors tell me that it was you know either definitely benign or most likely to be benign and that i shouldn't worry so much about it and there's definitely a very strong method of advocacy in this book um, I think if you think something's wrong with you, or if you think something's wrong with your pet, you really need to be an advocate um, in the healthcare system, whichever healthcare system you happen to be in.
2: Well, that's scary because yes. if you think about someone else going through that, they wouldn't have had the knowledge that you had and it could have gotten really bad before it was caught.
11: I, I agree. It, it definitely scares me to think about that because I, I at times felt a bit crazy because people kept telling me I was wrong and, and, but there was something inside me that I kept, you know, I really think this was concerning and it was, it was growing and the mass it wasn't there and then it suddenly was there and I, I ultrasounded it with my husband Steve's ultrasound machine. Um, that's the benefit <laughs> of having a large animal bed around.
5: <laughs> I don't know anybody who would do that that um at all
11: <laughs> oh, I, know. I think there's a few vets who would because you know most, most people who are non-veterinarian think that's crazy and then i tell vets and they're like oh yeah i've done that <laughs> um so i but i did that mostly because i just wanted to look and i i couldn't get an ultrasound for a week and a half and i just thought well i just want to see what's going on we're, we're curious people as veterinarians and uh, unfortunately what i saw was very consistent with what i see in my own Canine patients have thyroid cancer.
1: Hmm. So, what happened ultimately? Did you have to have surgery? Uh, was the what, what happened to you?
11: I, I had two surgeries. So, I had one side of my thyroid removed, um, and then it was it did come back as a thyroid carcinoma um that took quite a while it took two and a half months for me to go from finding the mask to having my first surgery Um, and then i had a second surgery to remove my entire thyroid gland and then i had radioactive iodine and and i should probably say i'm doing great because people uh, who ask me are always sort of tentative about that but i'm 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 definitely in remission most likely cured um thyroid cancer if it is caught early does have a, a very high cure rate
2: is it the same treatment for animals as it is for humans
11: Almost the same. The, we do uh, the thyroidectomy, so very similar surgery. So the, the surgery that I do all the time is the surgery that I had myself, um, which was very trippy. <laughs> um, and uh, we don't tend to use as much radioactive iodine in dogs, so, so that is a difference.
1: Uh, tell us about the animals you have at home.
11: I have a dog, Rumble, who's on the book cover. Um, he is a rescue dog from a shelter in Florida, Um we call him a Florida brown dog. His mom was an Australian healer. Uh, we don't know what his dad was, but probably a shepherd. Uh, he's wonderful. And I have a, a rescue cat who was going to be a, an anatomy cat, but he was too, too sweet for that. So he ended up coming home with me. So just one cat and one dog right now.
1: That sounds good. Well, let's go ahead and give out a couple books. We have three copies of your books to give out. It's called Lucky Dog, How Being a Veterinarian Saved My Life. If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to your bookstore and ask for it or order it on Amazon. Lucky Dog, How Being a Veterinarian Saved My Life by Dr. Sarah Boston, who's joining us. A very encouraging book that will really teach you to be your own advocate and your animal's advocate when you go to the vet. Because no one's going to take care of your animal as well as you you know your animal better than your vet does. Exactly.
11: One other thing I should mention, even though it's a book about cancer, if I do say so myself, it's a very funny book, and I think it will make people laugh. Good. So, and cry sometimes. but So, it, you know, it does teach us to laugh sometimes when you're going through hard times.
1: Well, you know, that's the best medicine. It is. Thank you so much for hanging with us today.
11: Thank you for having me. It was great to meet you guys.
1: Well, it just flew by. Before we go, I want to remind you to download the Animal Radio app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. You can ask your questions as well as listen to the show right from the Animal Radio app. Also, I'm going to encourage you to head on over to our Facebook page this week. We're having contests. Every week, and uh, we award prizes. I think. I think We've I covered, covered it. it. You ready yes. to go, guys? Wow.
2: Okay, we're out of here.
1: We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care, guys.
15: This is Animal Radio Network.